Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're gonna mouth off too. Bam! This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Let's do this thing. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, I have I have quite the intro here for Jen Sheft, who's obviously now Jen Sheft Waterman, but here's the intro. Are you ready? Ready. <laughs> As Ishida <laughs> said, the first person to become full royale, both winning the ring and the crown. One of only three. Does that make sense? I like it. The ring it makes sense. on the Andrew's ring. season. Yep. And then Correct. the crown. I got the ring. And then I got the crown by being the Bachelor. Exactly. And you were one, the first of only three in history. So, uh, yeah. hey. So, I know. I mean, crazy. Bachelor history. I mean, Love you, it. you started it. You started everything. You started. An OG. I can't believe it. That means I'm really old, though. No. That means no. I'm ancient compared to you, young Bachelor Nation people kids these yeah. days, <laughs> kids these days. <laughs> hi it's so great to talk to you you too thank you for having of me of course I'd like to know more about you though before going on the show before we dive into all things bachelor so you know right. where you're from history relationships beforehand let's let's get to know just you. dive in yeah all right <laughs> well so I'm currently so before I was on the bachelor I, I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland Ohio um, and then right after college, I went to Chicago. Um, I lived there for like five years before I did the bachelor. Um, yeah. so I did have like a real job, like a real career. I worked at a place called Getty. It's called Getty images. I mean, I sold stock photography. I, I've heard of um, Getty maybe a few times. Getty, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't do the cool entertainment stuff, but, um, but it still was a fun job. And then, um, when I was 26 is when I got onto the bachelor, I was chosen by, so this is before, but then since, so, so there was like, there wasn't that, I can't even remember my life before the bachelor. I mean, I was so young. What, um, <laughs> yeah, I was 23. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. What well, was, you know, life before and after the bachelor is definitely different. Um, but so I did the bachelor bachelorette and nothing worked out. Um, and currently though, I am married. I've been married for almost 12 years. Um, same as Joe, Joe Waterman. <laughs> we have two daughters, a, uh, daughter named Charlotte. She's eight. And then my daughter May is 10. So, and we live in the burbs, you know, the burbs. in Ohio. Um, so, you know, we're very, very normal now, very regular, you know, just trying to be a, a normal person and not a bachelor person. I mean, obviously now I have my own podcast. And I, doing yes. All that we're going to, we're going to discuss most that. of my life is pretty normal. Well, Okay, so like what was your, you know, everyone has such a different casting process and who knows what it was like, you know, back in the Andy Yeah, back then. So days. this is um so this is 2003. I feel like I I tell the story a lot, but it was 2003 is when I did the Bachelor and it, we did not so my friend just took, used a picture of me. I was watching, we were watching second season ever of the bachelor with his name is and our aaron Berge. yep yep and we would call each other during commercials my friend and i because this was before dvr and you know we you had to watch the show when the show was on live and we would call each other at commercials being like who are these crazy girls <laughs> and why would they ever who would ever do this 
And I was like, God, kill me if I have to go on a dating show to meet a guy. And, and like if I was like there was a woman on who was like 31 and I was like, if I am 31 I need on to a do date. This. And I yeah. And I, I didn't get married till I was like 32, it, you know, fast forward. So but at the time at my young 25, 26 year old, that was like, oh, my God, that's so anyway, my friend got this idea that it'd be funny to send in a photo of me. It was me and her. And um, so they called back, like, so just over the internet, you know, on the ABC website, she sent in a photo and they called me back like a couple weeks later, just saying they wanted me to make a video mm. just so they could see how I was on camera. And I was like, I'm not doing that. We don't, it was before everybody had their camera on their cell phones. So we had to find a camcorder. Camcorder. Like, yes. I mean, you were a baby. I oh. mean, how you're, you were a child at this point. You were like 10. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I'm 29. So, <laughs> yeah. So that, that was 15. Yeah. So you were, you were young. You're like 10, 11. Um, but so we had to get a camcorder from my friends, like older boyfriends, friends, because wow. they had kids and they were married, you know, and we didn't have cam. We didn't, re- we didn't video record every part of our life. So we get this camcorder, whatever. I make the video, send it in. They're like, we want you to come to LA. I mean, it was just like one step after another kept it just kept going where it was like, it started out, it was a joke. Like there was no like real rational thought that put in thinking that I would ever make it on the show. And then, you know. So then what are you thinking? Like when you, when you do go through with it and you're, you're, you're I don't know if it was like the same thing where you get the green light that you're on, like what, what's going yeah, right. through your mind that you say, okay, this was a joke, but now let's, let's do it. Well, thing. it just kept being like, um, so every step, it would be like, okay, we want you to fill out all this paperwork. Right. And we're going to call your boss and we're going to call every roommate that you've ever had. You know, I mean, I'm sure they do the same thing. They like dig through your past. Not enough, but um, yeah. Not enough, obviously, or enough. And they choose to not. <laughs> they choose to ignore. To say, okay, that's the we'll, issues. We'll, we'll see what happens we'll with that. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So whatever, whatever the process, whatever their mind, you know, whatever they're thinking at the time. Um no, but it was just like, so I have to fill out all this paperwork and I had broken my foot and I'm like, I'm not filling out this paperwork. And my girlfriend, the same one who sent in the picture, she's like, so you're like sitting on your ass all day with a broken foot and you can't fill out some paperwork. You know, it was just kept being one, one step, like every, and then work found out, my boss found out and he was like, the bachelor, you, you could go on. Absolutely. We will give you six time weeks off. off. Yeah. Time off, you know? So it was like. Okay, let's do it. I mean, somebody asks you to be on a television show and you're 26, you're young and you're free and you can and everything sort of keeps falling into place. You're like, I'm like, this is just, I don't know that I went into it for the right reasons. Like, I didn't think I would find love. We didn't know who he was. It wasn't, it was different back then too. Like Andrew Firestone was my, the bachelor season that I was on, but we didn't know who he was until we stepped out of the limo. We didn't even know his name or his last, we knew his name was Andrew. We didn't know his last name who he was or anything. So, well then, okay. So you step out of the limo first impressions, like, um, you know, I'm like, well, he's, he's cute. Um, but he, I say this a lot too, but he had makeup on. Well, you know, like, which is for TV, but it, I mean, I was so naive. It was like, okay, so there's this (laughs) guy, he's cute, but he's a face full of makeup and there's Chris Harrison, you know, like that's who I knew at that time. That was what was exciting was like, Oh my God, there's Chris. Like and we're in the Bachelor mansion mansion. Yeah. And yeah. So that was like Chris was more interesting at that moment. I would agree. At least me, he's familiar you know? to you in some way, you know. Right. He was the star that he was the person I knew. He was like what made it seem real that I was on The Bachelor. And then obviously, like 
night one is, uh, I, I don't know what oh, it was like oh, back sh- then, but it's a shit show now. So complete, like, complete. What, what you, it was. What's I mean, that night for you like? I mean, all nighter, obviously. It's an all nighter. I mean, I'm sure your listeners know like that first night is so just a, a never ending. And you, can't, I can't believe that people don't pass out more. It's, or... I think it's just adrenaline because I always say like I never Agree. felt tired that night, which I like to sleep. Um, okay. Right. You do. You. It's adrenaline. You have this yeah, adrenaline you're rush. Like, I, you're buzzing. It doesn't even feel like it's real. You're like, how? Right. Am I, I mean, here? you're like, where am I? How did I get here? This is amazing. And what is it? And you're just also learning how like a TV show works. Yeah. It was very, um, yeah, so it was just a whirlwind, the whole thing. Like, I barely even, it was, you know, you don't even remember it anymore. It's like a blink. How many women were there the first night? 25. So it started, it's 25, it was 25, and then it went down to 15 right away. It was Damn. always the same. Now, I, I cannot believe that there's like, it starts with like 32 women or 32 men. We had 30 and then people, or 29. 30. Yeah. But did they bring anybody else in? Like, that's what I hate, too, is when they bring people in like a couple weeks later. No one came in a couple weeks later, but like not many people go like they don't get rid of 10 people on the first night anymore. So so day one, you feel like there's still like 29 people there, you know? Right, right. And I just wanted to make it through the first night and not be the first 10 cut. But like now I don't even know how The Bachelor or The Bachelorette would even like sift through all these people. It's too many. It's too many. It's like, there's just, well then, okay. So like everyone, as we've said, you end up with Andrew, but can we talk about going through the experience? Obviously you fall very fast, very hard. Like what was it like falling for him on the show? Right. No, I, it's, I remember getting chosen to be in the final four, which is, hometown dates like oh my god I'm gonna bring him home to my parents and being like talking to the camera in your ITM you yeah. know where you're, looking, you're talking to people and I'm like they're like how do you feel about being in the final four and I'm like I feel terrible like we're gonna take him he's gonna come home with me he's gonna meet my family and then he's gonna dump me I'm freaking out like I never thought I would get this far yeah I'm free and they're like okay relax can we try that again can you <laughs> that, relax we can't use that you know, so Say those real again. emotions don't get shown but you no know, it was it was a crazy roller coaster ride because you just I am finding myself falling for him which I didn't think that I would because I thought only crazy people that would happen to a weird person you know, and I was just going on the show because it was supposed to be fun. Right. But no, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I do really like him and I would love to date him. I mean, do I want to get married to him? No, but I would love to be the one he chooses. And so then you're just like, oh, my God, how, how did I get here? He's not going to choose me. Like now I'm going to be the crying girl, the broken hearted one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, but people so I did The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and people ask me what I liked the best all the time. And I will say I liked the bachelor better, but I was the girl chosen at the end. Right. You know, I mean, had I not been chosen, that would be a different story. But being on that show, I was not, it wasn't about me being on the bachelor. It was about Andrew Firestone. Of course. So for me, it was just like kind of skating through this and just seeing where it leads. Um, so I, I enjoyed the bachelor, but it's also because I was also got the, the final rose. I would say uh, too, you know, I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, did you, I always wonder, I, I was, I was sent home top five, so I didn't get to the hometown and all that. But, um, I mean, did you feel like, first of all, did you feel like he was your person? Like he, magically he was, 
no, magically it was like, I, I like him. And it was funny because I had my girlfriend who was the one who got me on the show was also at the hometown date with my parents. My parents are very nice and, you know, being very respectful. And she's like, like, how, what are the other three girls like? And how, do you, are you in love? Like, are you really like, do you, and he starts like, Andrew starts like, well, Christina is blah, blah, blah. And, and, and she's like, yeah, that's really not answering any of my questions. But like, he can't you know, really, right? Like he can't, he can't. So, but at that point, you know, I, I'm just like, and my dad was like, oh, he was, he, I didn't think he was into you. Like, I didn't think at that point really? he was going to pick you. Like he didn't okay. seem like he was interested. So it was just, yeah, it was like, okay, at this point, I'm like, I want to bring him home, but I just want to keep going in the process because I want to keep getting to know him. Did you feel like you knew him well, even like on the final day? Well, I will say, I mean, when I was on The Bachelor, it was the, it was the third season of The Bachelor. It was a free for all. Like it was totally like they let me talk to him off camera. Like we would be on a hometown date, staying in the same hotel. And then they would the producers would be like, tell him where my hotel room was or nice. they'd be at the bar and he'd be there and they'd be like, oh, you can come down and hang out with us. So like I did get to be with him more off camera than that. When I did the bachelorette, it was like absolutely not a single conversation that yeah. wasn't on camera. So with Andrew, I did. Fe- it wasn't like I knew him well. But I had time with him off camera a lot. To talk about whereas then when things. I did the be- to talk about things and just be normal and talk about your friends, right, and your, right, right. You know things that actually matter in life, not what they make you talk about on the show. How nervous you are um, and blah blah right. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. just how it's just an insane situation and you know. But so I did feel like I knew him enough. Not, I mean, and then he proposed and I moved to San Francisco with him as immediately as as soon as the world knew that we were a couple. And that was where I was like, if I could go back and change things, that was probably a little too fast for me just to like give everything up. And the proposal and, oh, I'm going to leave my life, my job, my friends. Um, and then move. And I moved in with him and his roommate, Kevin. So it was, you know, it was it was just a lot for us. I don't think we were prepared. How for, old was Andrew at the time? He was 27. He was just a year older than me. So I was 26. So he's young, too. I mean, yeah. he wasn't a baby, but he wasn't. A 27 year old guy when when you got to the final day right and and he does propose like d- did you think it was you or were I you did, at that point I did so I'll tell you this too so the, you know there's always that final date that you have like of course it, I don't yeah. even know how they do it there's that la- you go to meet his family and then there's like this one last date that you have before the final rose ceremony and so at that point I felt like he was trying to tell me he was gonna pick me He's like, I just, I want you to know that whatever happens, like I'm serious about, and then they would break us up, you know, like no one was, they were, they were, cameras weren't, wouldn't be on us, but they could hear us through their microphones. And so they'd break it up. Little thing. He kept trying to basically tell me. So I was like, Oh, holy shit. He's going to pick me, you know, then. Um, but so then that next day, as you're getting ready for that final rose ceremony, the whole day was crazy and it was weird. And it was like, usually I, I don't know if you'd had this experience, but it'd be like, hurry up, hurry up, get in the car, do this, do it. And then you hurry wait. Up and wait. That's what we call it. Up and hurry wait. up and wait. Yeah. Hurry yeah. up and wait. That's what we called it back then too. So it was a, so that was a day that I was not hurrying up or waiting. It was like, I got to the, the bachelor pad. It was inside because it was raining that day, you know, and, you know yeah. so I get there um, and they get me right in. I'm like, Oh my God, they're getting me in to get me out to prepare for the final 
like the final, you know, Kirsten was her name. I'm like, he's going to pick her. So, I mean, I, at first I thought it was me. And then I was like, uh Oh, I don't know what's going on. And then I saw his face as I was walking down, like to me, I was like, okay, I think he's going to pick me. So, I mean, I, I was very, like, I didn't know, but I thought I knew, but because of him, because of how he well, tried and to I tell always, me. I, did he do the dramatic, like, but? No. So I, Kirsten is who was the final, in the final two with me. And I just recently had her on my podcast. Like I hadn't spoken to her in, you know, 18 years. Right. Cool. And I had forgotten, but so when he's telling her that he's not going to pick her, he's like, Kirsten, I'm in love with Jen. I mean, like, that's what he, what I love, or no, I love Jen. Like, so you know, he didn't go into the whole, like, I think you're wonderful. He, he just was like, went straight. I mean, maybe, I'm in love maybe with that's Jen. better. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's a, now being on the other side of that, where you have to turn, like break someone else's heart. I mean, they'll be fine. You know, it's just the bachelor. But at that moment, I'm like, that's a horrible, it's a horrible, horrible. position to be in too, because you feel terrible because you're, you're hurting someone else like who really, really probably wanted to be chosen by you too. So I can see why he was blunt. It, it just, it's a hard, that's a hard one to be in, but I hate how the bachelor makes them say all these and amazing the things about the person. And yeah, 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 yeah. But the drama, you know, so. the drama, well, the then, drama. Okay. So you did say kind of that you moved fast and, and uprooted your life, but like, how did your relationship translate from reality world into the real world? Like, obviously, I imagine yeah. being an engaged couple that really barely knows each other and right. now everyone cares about you. Like, what was how did it work? It was I thought it, it was weird because, you know, he was Andrew Firestone. So he did live somewhat of a public life. People knew who he was because of his last name. And I nobody just Jen Shaft from Manor, Ohio, moved to Chicago, you know, like a, just a regular person, like had no fame. No. Right. So he was more, you know, he, I wouldn't say liked. he enjoyed it more than me. He didn't, I was very intimidated. Like we couldn't go out to dinner without like people staring at us or, you know, you just feel like you're in a fishbowl. And especially when the two of us are together, I mean, they knew who we were and can I get your autograph? And you're like wow. mid bite. And, you know, oh, poor me, everybody, you know, like, it Everyone sounds terrible. Everyone wants a to photo like, with oh, me. No, I, I do get me. that, though. I get that. Um, but it was weird. And it was hard. It was a harder adjustment for me than it was for him. And then, you know, I moved. We were doing things for his family's winery. They owned a winery. We started doing things for Firestone Tire. Like, it was just a very, had we didn't have a normal courtship. Like, um, we went from, like, barely knowing each other to living together and doing, like, working together and doing everything together. Yeah. So I don't think that we started in a way that we could ever like recover from. I don't think many people do. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what this is. Some people get lucky and they have to work at it really hard, but right. you know, obviously the track record yeah. isn't so good. Right. And he wasn't like, you know, there was nothing, he didn't do anything terrible. He didn't cheat on me. There was no, there was nothing really dramatic about the breakup, except like we were two people that barely knew each other. And then all of a sudden we're just thrown into the situation like you you know like you know you know like you just said it's yeah uh, I'm I'm in I mean we were I was never like oh he's gonna pick me but I'm super glad that it never got there because ultimately right like, th that relationship that that's an upward hill you got to climb that I'm just like nah that's an incline I'm not nope, gonna I'm go good yeah. right yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. <sighs> well then okay so you brought you guys break up like how soon after that were you contacted to be the lead? 
Yes. So Andrew and I broke up in the great before Thanksgiving and like before Christmas, they had asked me to do the show. And so I was like, geez, I have already now I've been proposed to a national television once. So maybe I'm probably not going to meet a guy in a way. I I have to say yes to this because now this is the path I've chosen. And, you know, someone asks you to be like the star of the show. How can you say no? Um, but that being said, I probably should have said no. Hindsight now is Hindsight is, is so humbling, isn't it? <laughs> yes, <best>. it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So I did The Bachelor at, but so they asked me to do it in December. And then they told me it wasn't happening because they were like, nobody, The Bachelorettes just don't do well in the ratings at that point. You know, right. it was yeah, like they don't do on. as well as The Bachelor. So it's probably not going to happen. So, it's almost so then, but what like over the summer, then they're like, you know what, we're going to do it. And I had sort of moved on with my life. I kind of was interested in some other guy, Dating, um, yeah. but it was like, I'm under contract now and I have to do it and I can't get out of it, but I'm still going to do it because it's awesome. But I feel like it's probably not a great time in my life, but whatever, I'm going to do it. And I got there immediately and I was like, oh. like I met all the men and the guys and I was like, I don't, there's not, there's not, no, there's not, the guy's not here. I mean, there was one, I picked this guy, Jerry, yeah. who was hot, super hot, but like, no, I mean, so, I knew okay, I was like, wait, he's wait, not wait. my husband. I'm so, so from the get, okay, sorry, from the get, no, I'm, I just want to yeah. get my questions in here. Uh, you, you thought you felt like, hmm, he's not, he's not in here. He's not in here. The mm-hmm. guy, my guy's not but in then here. And still, he knew it. But how hard is that? That you have to continue filming and it's, keep kissing people. And you have and... to pretend to kiss people that you yeah. like or that you don't like and pretend to like, you know, and it's I think great guys, nice guys, but nobody that I was like, oh, wow. Like he's, he's the one. Um, so I knew that early on and I had talked to a producer beforehand that was supposed to work on my show. And I was like, what if I don't find anybody? I don't, I wasn't trying to predict that I wouldn't find anybody, but that was like a big, huge question. And he was like, we'll deal with it. Well, they fired him like the day before we go to film and nobody else was on board with that whole non picking anybody. And I'd be like, I, these guys are creeping me out. Like, I don't know what to do. Got the ick as I call it. Lots of icks. And um, they were like, well, you need to be less shallow. And um, don't be a diva. And we created you. You can get, you know, I was, I was shallow. I was cold. I was a bitch. I mean, it's basically, I hate it. I hate it so you much. know, and so then, and then that's what they portrayed when I, so I picked Jerry for everyone that doesn't know. I picked Jerry, but I don't, he proposes and I say, keep no, the ring. keep well, the ring. I've been through this before with someone else. And I just want to see how our relationship goes. But then fast forward to the actual airing of that finale, we go, they go right to after the final row show and it's, it's live. And um, like what they told me was going to happen all day did not happen. Well, what, what were they telling you? Like that he I was like, oh, you're just going to go out there. And, you know, I, they knew that we weren't together and we were just going to talk about like how that the breakup. relationship, the breakup, like why we weren't together. But it was, you know, mutual. Oh, oh, Jerry comes out with a ring and he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? And he's playing a song that he supposedly wrote for me. He did not write the song for me. And uh, then like I so you, I'm sitting there with like nothing to say because I'm just like dumbfounded. They just like railroaded like, you on TV. This yeah, happens all the time on those. freaking. It does. Reunions. Of course. 
And then every time I would try to say something, Chris Harrison would jump in. Like he would start talking and I couldn't answer. Or then they'd go to an audience question. And I had friends in the audience. And they were like, they were really giving people questions to ask you. And all the questions were mean. And they were mean, like uh, against me. Like, why do you think you're like so much better than um, uh, like, if you couldn't make it work with Andrew and and now Jerry? Like, is is there something wrong? Is there something with you that you and you're like, and then I'm looking at Jerry, like, what, what are, you know, I'm sure they were telling him, you know, he was there all day too, being prepared for what was going to happen. And it was not, they weren't telling. And then when the, when the show's done, when it was final, when like, you know, it's 10 o'clock shows over, they were all gone. They were all gone too. Nobody stood around. Nobody stayed to like face me after that. And they knew what they did. And because they had all been, I'd been around all those people all day and they're coaching me to do one thing. And then it was just like, the worst night of my life. So, like, if we could go back to that that um, finale or uh, you you After the fi- proposal yeah. deal, like, right, right. Did you tell them like I'm not gonna accept a proposal? And if you did, like, were they pissed? Yeah. At you? So I was like, oh, they were like, I'm like, I don't want to choose anybody. Like, I'm not. And it was like, do you understand what you're gonna look like to America? Like, do you, you know? It's not like they tell you you have to do something. It's they just make it hard to say no. And it's very manipulative. And it's like, do you like you're going to the world's going to think you're a bitch and and you're going to let you look cold. You look heartless. You, you know, and I was just, you know, I'm cry- you're crying. And then my friends came into town to help me with the decision. And my friends are telling me like, oh, they're like telling like they're coaching my friends to tell me what to do. And, you know, I mean, like my friends are not going to tell me what's going on behind the scenes. Um, yeah. So it was like, they did not want me to not choose anyone. So, but then what happens is then Jerry goes to propose and I say no. And he's like, he's angry because I find out later that they had told him that I would you be going to say, furious. I would be furious if it didn't end with a proposal. Like he was, he was like, I don't, I want her to pick me, but I don't, I don't think I should propose. And they were like, you, you have to propose, you know? And then he and I talk about this. I mean, like we figure it out that this is, you know, it's just, it's very, and when I had done the bachelor, I, that wasn't, that wasn't going on yet. You know what I, like when I did the bachelor, that was, you know, two, three seasons prior, it was, I was third batch on the third bachelor and the third bachelorette, but there were still, you know, other seasons in between. And they really tweaked it by the time I had been on, when I did the bachelorette of just how um, manipulating they can be. If that makes sense. no shit, <laughs> I do have a question just from the the Bachelorette or lead perspective. And and I was doing my research on you. You had said like it was weird, right? That all these guys w- thought they were in love with me, and I felt like they weren't even that into me. You know, things like that. Like, right, right. Did you, you know, as I was doing the process, you maybe get two or three minutes here or there. You know, you feel like you have to have what you want to say planned, like. What's exactly. it like from your perspective also only having two or three minutes with someone? Well, I, I think I was terrible in that. Like they would say things to me that were like shocking or uncomfortable. And I'd be like, thanks. <laughs> thanks you for saying like, I that. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Thank you. That's what they say now if someone says I love you. Oh, like, I remember like the last Bachelor I, Bachelor I watched was like Allie. And, and Allie would have like, she would always have a comeback. She would always have something to say. And I was just like, 
okay. Like, I don't know how to respond to this because I just think you're crazy. I think you're really insane right now for what you're saying to me. And I don't know how to respond. So I was really bad. That was where I was bad too, because I didn't, I don't think I handled the situations correctly because I didn't always know what to say. Well, yeah. The weirdness. Yeah. You know, I mean, one man gave, one guy gave me like his, his mom was a jewel or his dad was a jewelry maker and his mom had just passed away. And he buried his mom with this piece of jewelry. He has the other one piece. He was giving me another piece. And it was like the second time I've ever talked to him. You're in a situation like that, right? Like some, mm-hmm. I mean, did you feel like this guy who's doing this for you is super into you or he's just. No, that's this- what I felt. I felt was weird because I'm like, you, you are not into me. This is the second time you've ever like spoken to me. Right. Like, so I, I just, you know, either they, f- they felt like they loved me or that that was just what they had to say to get one I mean, step I think further. It's it didn't feel like both. Right. Yeah, like I never got this feeling that they were all just like, Oh my God, she is it. You know, it was like, it was definitely like there were no sparks with a lot of people. And it was, I don't, I don't think it was just me. You know, I wasn't like they all love me and I just don't love them. You know, Jerry, who I ended up picking, I was like, I don't think he's that into me. I knew like I knew my bachelor wasn't into me, but there's a part of you. Right. And I this is like the psychology. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. Yes, absolutely. Psychology of the experience where you're just like, yeah, I'm I can change him or he'll change his mind or I'll I'll get a time where I think it was like, too. It's like, why? What, why her, not me? Yeah. Well, you start measuring yourself. And so you're competitive and you're just like, well, I want, if he likes her, I, I, what about me? You know, it's like you said, it's very competitive. It's very mental. And you just want to be the girl chosen because that that means you're special. You're special. And you, and you've, you've taken so much time out and, and you're here and there's a reason I'm here. And this, this all, you know, as you said earlier, like everything fell into place. There's a reason. And you go on and you think that this person is, he's the bachelor. He is the catch, the thing. The and, thing. and you want to win. You want to win. The you want to bear your soul. You want to fall in love. You're, you want to have the story. You want to have the happy ending. 100%. You want to be the one getting proposed to and hearing, you know. So I can even think back on, you know, moments where I was like, I'm totally ready to get engaged and like if it were you that would be st- like I don't know this guy but in the moment you, in the moment you're just it's like, like what a great story that would be and you romanticize it and you're you, so wrapped up you're romanticizing him you're the experience all of it and what people don't realize too is like you don't have your friends no nothing. you don't have like any out like the only influences that you're getting are people telling you like how amazing this man is and you don't have anybody around Literally. that's like dude, like, he's not all that. You're fine. You're being Let's go out crazy. to dinner. <laughs> Let's go get some drinks. Well, you know, you're just uh, totally, you don't know what's going on in the world. No, none. Because you don't have your cell phone and you can't watch TV. They don't give you a newspaper. So it's very isolating too. So all of those all things combined. Things wrapped into one that, that's a disaster waiting to happen. Disaster. Yes. Okay. Well, so here's what's you know, you've you've said, and I believe this, that when when you did not pick both guys, that America f- hated you and thought you ruined the Bachelorette. So ultimately, yes. this fan base has always been uber passionate. This is not like absolutely. This thing. is not a new thing, but it's just I think now because of social media, it's just it's more just amplified out there, and, amplified, yeah. and people know. But it's oh, I mean, it's. Bachelor Nation and the fans have always been very strong. But is there any part of you, right? Like, 
you know, you kind of maybe paved the way for someone like a Claire Crawley who said, I'm going to just blow this up and I'm going to pick someone after I've, you know, before it's, it's over. I mean, little things like that where now it is like a proposal now seems boring, right? Like we need to dump her and pick somebody else. Like, but at that point, you didn't follow that. I didn't follow that. And it, the show was still new. It didn't have a track record of, you know, at that point, the gimmick was like, you are going to get engaged at the end. And it's like Tristan Ryan had right before like Tristan Ryan had met and or done the bat. She'd been done the bachelorette. So there was like, oh my God, they're surviving. And yeah, yeah. This, the, you have to find love at the end. Like you have to end it with a proposal or maybe there's not a show. So I do understand that they were angry that I could, ruin their livelihoods you know i mean but i just laugh because like how many bachelor like i ruined the show and it's you know it's like 20 years later what's funny though is like you know i'm sure andrew was asked about your ending on your bachelorette season and he kind of was like from what i can tell he was like i'm i feel vindicated like yeah oh yeah you know she she wasn't ready for a relationship like one i find it interesting that he even said that but two like I always say, you know, like, for example, Sean Lowe really made fun of me a lot when my season was airing, you know, on Twitter and all this. And I'm like, you people went through this. Like, you You went through this. Why are you? Yeah. Like, you know what went into my decision, Andrew. I was with you. Like, you. I just Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I know that he was not happy that that I did The Bachelorette. So I think it was just like. Hmm, there you go. It didn't work out, which, you know, I don't blame him because I probably would have done this. You thought the same thing and he's getting, you know, he's getting brought into it because of course he is. But I just thought that was an interesting way to go. Right. Right. It was like, see, it wasn't me. Yeah. You know, it just fed again into the narrative. It fed into the narrative that I was like, not, you know, people would come up to me like you need to like, I was, was in a mall once and someone was like, you, I really am worried about you. You, you can't, you don't know what you want. I think you need to see a psychiatrist. I, you need to see. And you're like, I mean, I didn't find love on The Bachelor. I'll be, I'm, I'm okay. I'm a sane person. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still young. I got my life ahead of me. I'm going to be okay. I made the best choice for me so that I wouldn't have to be engaged again for, and then break up again. And right. And do all, yeah. So, God, and it was, you know, I think now it would be celebrated more, but still, you'd still get trashed. I mean, it's just like, Everyone you gets know, you put yourself out show. there and you're going to get people are going to say bad things about you and you hear it like in real life. I just want people to talk about me behind my back. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Just talk shit about <laughs> I don't me behind my back. Don't you tweet can, me. You can talk shit about me, but just please don't. Don't let tag it me in your tweet me. that's rude about yeah, me. Just, just I say don't want to hear it. Right. You got to be right. a certain kind of psychopath to like tweet, <laughs> mention the person you're talking shit about in a tweet kind of thing. You I know. know. I mean? And like and like you said with Sean Lowe, you're like, and I was on like Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Do you remember her? Yeah, she was on The View and she started on Survivor. So she was a reality she show knows. person and she was like, she's going to be a bachelorette for the rest of her life. And I'm like, you were on Survivor. You know how it works. Like, and yeah. I had just met her maybe like two weeks ago because I had been on The View. And they're just like, oh God, this is, could she just say that to her, her like, husband I will or her always friends? I have like 
ill feelings towards Sean Lowe because of the stuff that he tweeted. And I was, you know, and, th- and that's perpet. You and you're know, like, you're a real person. But that's, you know, that's it- tweeting shit about me to perpetuate like follows and likes and like laughter, which is ridiculous. Right. But like you had a villain on your season. You probably know what happened to that villain, both on the show and after the fact, I would hope that you would have cared about how that villain, their mental health, fared after the show and after here the you show. are like doing memes and making fun of me i'm like bro that's no but you i'm must, sorry um, that happened to hey, you it's fine you must feel vindicated though because <laughs> speaking of vindication you've been you're married you have a beautiful family so haha you are not a bachelorette forever i um, was not a bachelorette <laughs> forever and i found somebody that i can make it work with and i'm not completely you know impossible to please and all those things. You know, I'm a single Pringle. How did you meet? How can <laughs> I how can I meet a, a great okay. husband? All right. So this is what I did. I'm oh, sorry. Moving my video. Um, so I was at a point, I was thir- in my 30, early 30s. And I mean, I'd been to every bar. I mean, I was definitely, and I was not going to, this was before online dating was huge. And I couldn't be, but people were doing it. But I couldn't be the girl from The Bachelorette who didn't meet anybody that way. And then I'm online dating at that point. So I didn't do that. And I was like, you know, if somebody wants to set me up, I'm just going to say yes to like every blind date. That was like, and then, and then my friend, one of my best friends, father-in-law set me up with a 24-year-old boy. That's not who I married. Okay. And I was like, (laughs) shit, I got to go. Like now I'm obligated. I'm 31 ish and he's like 24 and he's like I'm thinking about going to grad school and oh. like all these things so I'm like okay call me in 20 you know 10 years yeah we're just not so I was like oh, god that's, that's stupid and then um he never called me back which always annoyed because I'm like not even the 24 year old can call me out he can't even call me ask me out again and then he calls me a month later saying he's got this great guy he wants to set me up with find out late it's my husband it's now my now husband Um, But I was like a guy that I went on a date with who he's probably like, this is the only guy he knows over 30 and he's feeling bad that he never called me because his boss set me up. You know, I'm just like, you know, and my friends, you have to go, you have to go on the date. And then I did. And it was Joe, it was my husband. And we got engaged seven months later, seven months later. That's amazing. Yes. So the one. The one. And so, yeah, I was just like, okay, I'm people are going to, I'm going to let people set me up and I'm going to say yes. And I did say, and I had a lot of really horrible blind dates, but I, I do think like the whole setup with a friend to me would be the best way to meet someone because at least your friend has knowledge of like who might be Both. a good fit right. for you. And, and at least mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. some reason why you're going out and not just like, you're going out with some guy from Hinge, just and, like you know, right? And you don't have any connection anything, to him. Yeah, you like don't there's know no mutual anybody that knows him, right? Or yeah. you know, background information, literally, right? Um, but I also, before I got married, I wrote a book called "Better Single Than Sorry," um, because of everyone thinking that I should have settled for these men that I met on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Um, so that was that also made dating hard though. <laughs> too and you're like i read a book called better single than sorry and i was on a dating show so i was <laughs> and I'm like famous. <laughs> so i'm like a hot mess do you want to get with this oh so, my gosh yeah. well the, okay the last thing before we talk about your podcast and i have some facebook questions as well um 
there there was a big conversation about why you were not on the Bachelorette special. You know that yes. I think it was yep. what, the last ba- it was year? a co- it was last year or yep. two years ago. It was two marches ago, two years ago because last year was COVID. But yes, you're right. They all got together except for you and Meredith, and it was said that there were scheduling conflicts. And there were, there was, but here's, so they got in touch with me and it's always like, I can't believe I got in touch with you. We found you. I'm like, I've always been on Facebook. Like I've always been on, you know, whatever I'm on Twitter. Um, so, and I've had the same email address since I was like, it's, it's a hot, it's a hotmail account. So literally like <laughs> it's the same one I've had for 20 years, have a phone number and email, like, <laughs> right. Like, it's been my same you. number for years. Yeah, so yeah. like, Oh, we finally got in touch with you. We're going to do this reunion show. Can you make it? And I, um, was going out of time. I was, had a family vacation that was planned for months in advance. So I couldn't, couldn't be there, but they were going to come out to my house and film like a little segment for the show. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I can do, let's do that. Because I just, it's like, I didn't want to do it, but I also didn't want to not be part of it. Right. It's like, cause I didn't want to get all the questions. And, and so they're like, okay, we'll figure out a time to come to your house and record this. Well, then nobody ever called again. After I said, I couldn't be on the show. Then it was like, well, we're going to skip that. We and then care. they do, we don't care. And then they do the reunion show and they don't even mention that Meredith or I were ever even bachelorette. So not a clip, not a picture. Nothing. And then like it was in magazines that there were scheduling conflicts. But like during the actual reunion show, they played no clips of ours, no mention of us. So it was like we just didn't exist. I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Why? It's fine. Why? I'm I I don't get that. We just I, I think, though, I think the producers of the show now, though, are different than when I was on. So they don't know me. You know, Chris Harrison knows me, but like he doesn't care about me either. He did not like that. I didn't choose anyone. So. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but I also, it's fine. Like my life is fine. I don't, I don't need it. And I, but I am actually on like a text chain with all of the bachelorettes though. Trista reached out to me. I mean, they've been nice to me. I mean, Trista's like gets everybody together and she's kind of like the ringleader of like grouping, you know, making sure that people are connected, which I is guess very it's nice. Like even, even though you couldn't go out and film the reunion, like, it could have been there. It's not like you cannot schedule a crew to fly out to you or to Meredith. And right. Do, let's like, just where like, are they now? Just check in, which they do all the, yeah. So they could have, they could have done that. And I said yes to that. But then um, that was, then, no, uh, then they, they, no, no. So that's fine. Whatever. But then it's like, but it's, you know, honestly, like I really, why have you never been on, you know, they never invited me back to be on, I'm like, well, they usually invite people back that had sort of a happy ending. So I didn't. So I'm not, no, I'm not part of it anymore. Through, th- but it, it makes, I'm not complaining. And I, you know what I'm saying? No, like, I'm not like, well, poor me, but it's just, yeah, it, whatever. Annoying. Annoying. It's annoying. Your podcast before we get some Facebook questions in. Um, yes. L- love, love a podcast. Like, let, basically, you. just pitch it. Let's get everyone is to it? listen. What is it? Okay. It's called From the Bachelor to the Burbs because um, the reason that anybody even knows me is because of The Bachelor. And I now live in the Burbs and have a normal suburban life. I'm 44. I've got two kids. Like, I just think I'm a, like, related, like, I'm an every 44 year old mom. 
So, you know, the show is about, I talk to like old bachelor contestants, bachelorette contestants. Um, but then I, you know, I work at a med spa. So I've had my boss on and she's a, she's a doctor, but she talked about Botox and fillers. Wonderful. Um, you know, so like I talk about anti-aging Ill- issues with your kids, um, just things that like a mom my age might be interested in. And if I'm interested in, in it, then I think, you know, I just had my girlfriend on who, um, survived breast cancer when she, she was diagnosed at 35 and she's seven years in remission. So, um, just a lot of right everyday regular topics that, you know, I'll always sprinkle, I will always sprinkle bachelor things in there, but I'm trying to also do the suburban, the suburban mom thing. Too, bachelor so. to the burbs. That's so bachelor cute. to the burbs. I love it. Okay. Thanks. Everyone Thank will subscribe you. to that. Um, and then I want to get some of these, some of these Facebook fan questions in. So here we go. Casey Roth, if she could give the new bachelorettes with an S any advice, yes. what would it be? It's always just to be true to yourself because this is just a television show. And at the end of the day, you have to go and live with your, de- you're the one who has to live with your decisions. So, you know, you're going to have people from all, you know, a million people coming at you with their opinion, but you, at the end of the day, you just need to trust your own instincts. Those are, that's my opinion. Elizabeth, Braga, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, Elizabeth. Is she still friendly or in touch with anyone from Bachelor Nation? I am. I am actually. So um, on my podcast, I've had this is I've actually been more in touch with people now because I started doing the podcast. So um, I'm not in touch with anybody that I was on The Bachelorette with, um, but definitely a lot of the, the women from my season yeah, I've yeah. been back in touch with and um, but they're, you know, we're all older now. We're married and live all across the country with kids and have full lives. But yeah, it's definitely, you know, I've talked to them on my podcast and probably haven't seen them in years. And then you I just see them through my Zoom and I'm like, you just connect. Oh, again. I just, there yeah. we are. Here you are. You just casually you know, it's just like together a weird, for, casually yeah. lived together and dated the same guy for a couple of weeks. Oh, but hey. So weird. Oh, you're right. <laughs> um, okay. So Ishida, who, I mentioned her name at the beginning. She's the one that said you are royalty. Um, oh, a lot thank you. Of, a lot of the show seems produced and only focused on drama. Was there less of that on maybe her Bachelorette season? Does she feel like the show prioritized her finding love? Oh, I do not believe the show prioritized me finding love. That being said, I don't think there was as much drama. I had... Um, I, I talked to reality Steve about this and my season, I was like, they focused on the dates. There was okay. not a lot of girl drama, but we only had an hour episode right now. It's two, two hours, hours and they have to fill up two hours and people like the drama. So that's why they bring in more women. That's why they, you know, they bring in more people like contestants throughout because it just creates more drama. And then there's more, te- there's more footage for the television show. So when I was on, there was drama. Don't get me wrong, but it was, I don't, it, it didn't feel at least to me, like we were always going through drama in the house, the way that it seems like when I watch now, I mean, like the biggest drama was like a girl, not drama, but like if this made the, t- like one of the girls ate meat for the first time in like 10 years because the bachelor fed it to her and she was a vegetarian. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like that now would I'm be melting. like cutting the floor. Yeah. Okay. Well <laughs> then uh, maybe this is an extension of what you're kind of discussing right now, but Molly said, are there things she dislikes with how the bachelor franchise has transformed since her time on the show, which I think you're kind which, of, yeah, that about. does go into, yeah, I think they've added too many, you know, there's too many contestants. And if they, 
they were really interested in anybody finding love. I think they would do things a lot differently. Um, and it is amazing to me that people find love and last and get married because of this. And I think you can meet anybody in any situation. And this is definitely a bonding experience that, you you know, you and I have a bond because we know yeah. what, you know, we speak the same language. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. So um, I see how it can work. But then also just amazing that it ever even does because they're not focused on that. I call that like a unicorn situation. Like that's yes. the one unicorn that you're going to find in every five seasons, right? Like I think Tasha yes. got that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I mean, obviously I hope it happens for Katie and for Michelle, but yeah, it, just doesn't, it doesn't feel like we're actually trying to find love here. I, I just don't see that. No, but that's the entire premise of the show, but definitely not what they want a good dramatic season that gets people talking and easy and no drama. I mean, boring doesn't boring. Doesn't do, Who cares? Boring doesn't bring in the ratings. So Jen, you're wonderful. Thank you for you're welcome. You were wonderful. This is so fun. I, I had the best time. And um, okay, so let's say your social media handles. Once again, the podcast is Bachelor to the Burbs. Yep. Um, yep. And so subscribe to that. And what are your social channels? There you go. So from the Bachelor to the Burbs is um, with Jen Chef Waterman um, is the is the podcast. But then um, I'm Jen Chef underscore Waterman on Instagram. Um, Jen Chef Waterman on Facebook. You can find me all these places. Um, and yeah, if you would listen to my podcast, that would be subscribe that would mean a lot. And listen and subscribe leave five and stars and all that. Yes, leave all the things. <laughs> yes, please, if you will, I would appreciate oh, it. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, thank you for giving me this time. I really had the greatest time with you. So, so thank me you. Me too. So thank Truly. you too. <laughs> and I will talk to you soon. Sounds great. Okay, bye, hun. Bye.